Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you just after 8 o'clock in the morning on a typically gray fall Saturday morning. It is Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny. Thank you so much for joining us here on our little radio soiree that we do every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Drive Time Radio, we talk about cars, car culture, and um, things around that subject. Whether you're driving a brand new Volvo or a, uh, you know, 50-year-old Corvette. Uh, we hope that and, and, and design this show so they can find something interesting in it for you, the wife, uh, the husband, the kids, uh, grandma, grandpa, and even every once in a while, a family dog. Um, we're uh, at the studios of Esperance Media, and we um, uh, there are a couple of dogs that hang around the studio, and one of them, a uh, big Joey, uh, I know, listens to the show. He comes down by the studio door and sits there and hangs out with us and wags his tail. You can tell he's liking it because his tail moves back and forth a lot. Uh, kind of reminds me of when I was first coming up in radio, there used to be this farmer that used to call KGO Radio uh, down in the Bay Area, uh, 810. I'm sure people up here used to listen to it uh, as well. It was a powerhouse, number one for years and years and years down there. And it was a guy on... Uh, Overnight's Ray Taliaferro. And um, Ray was uh, a, a radical left guy, no doubt about that, uh, but also was, uh, you know, had a good sense of humor. And uh, one night I'm driving from Santa Rosa back to the city. And it's, I don't know, you know, three o'clock in the morning or something like that. And this guy gets on and he starts talking about how his cows in Petaluma, which is, uh, you know, halfway between Santa Rosa and San Francisco um, love to listen to Ray Taliaferro's voice. That there's something about Ray's voice that keeps the cows content. And I, I said to myself that, you know, we always discount uh, this medium of radio, uh, uh, you know, around animals. But hey, listen, it, uh, it helped him get better milk from his cows. And I hope that uh, Joey... Uh, and, and Daisy, the two dogs uh, here, uh, as well as, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of animals out there. Your dog in your car while you're taking them out to the dog park this morning or her or the third option. Um, enjoy the show as well. Uh, I have been told by a number of people that my dog, uh, that, my, <laughs> that my voice is uh, good for animals. So uh, that's the opening of the show. That's the song and dance, the monologue here in a big week in automotive um, history, I think. And we'll tell you why in a second. Coming up a little later in the show, we have our cartoon of the week uh, that I think is quite apropos for uh, the times. By the way, we are uh, also live on Facebook this morning, uh, live on Facebook Live which always seems to be redundant, but we are live on Facebook Live. So if you're uh, listening all over the world for the millions of people that, uh, you know, follow the show uh, from all over the world, thank you and welcome into the show as well. Um, an earth-shifting week in the automotive world, but one that is not unexpected this week. We will talk about that in a second. Uh, California mandating uh, that uh, by 3035, uh, 3035, listen to me, 2035, uh, that oh, no combustion engine gasoline uh, emitting co internal combustion engine vehicles can be sold in that state. They all have to be ZEV, zero emission vehicles. And while many are jumping up and down saying it's the end of the combustion engine, um, I don't think it takes it that far. I think that the combustion engine, internal combustion engine will still be used in certain applications. But I say fire up those power plants, man. You better start building them because you're going to need a lot of power 
to keep cars on the road. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Mike Bush from the uh, from America's Car Museum, the LeMay down in Tacoma, is going to join us. They are opening up their doors uh, next Friday the 29th. And we'll get a, a, a take on Mike on what they have down there, why it's worth going down there to see uh, the LeMay and also to, uh, you know, to participate in not only in their education programs and things online, but what they have uh, offline as well. So, you know, in person and how you can uh, go down there and see their uh, wonderful collection and programs that they display and what many have called uh, the, the best museum uh, in uh, best auto, automobile museum in America. I don't know if it's the best museum in America. You know, I, I mean, I, I might go with the Museum of Natural History in New York or Modern Art or, you know, even, uh, you know, here more locally, uh, you know, several of the museums uh, that are here, the San Francisco Museum. But, you know, anyway, be that as it may, if you're a car nut, you know, you're uh, You'll enjoy that museum. As I said, our cartoon of the week, we will have Yovani, what are you driving this week? As well as, which is becoming my, my Lord. I, um, I've gone to several places and, and somebody actually stopped me and said, who is that young Nathan man who uh, joins you on the show? He is, uh, he's, he's become the star of the show. Uh, if don't, you know, don't take a week off and put it in Nathan's hands because you may not, uh, you may not come back. They may decide to have Nathan host the show and, uh, you know, you be the producer or something like that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, it's nice to have a young rising talent along with us to, uh, you know, for the ride and to talk. I, I, you know, this is a business that I don't know, young people, I don't know if they're, they're hipped up, if they're charged up, if they're, um, you know, big time wanting to get into radio these days. Uh, because of the way the business is run and, and uh, the, the tenuous position of everybody who's in this business. Uh, but it's still as corporate as it has become. And it'll never, you'll never see the days that, you know, I came up in or, or most people at work in radio came up in in the 70s, the 80s and the 90s. It was just a different time in our culture. Uh, it was an exciting time for a young person to get into radio. It was a, a vehicle a springboard for other things for many people. And for guys like me who just love to do this, who love to talk to people um, every day or once a week or however we get a chance to take that. And however we get a chance to do that. And, um, and through whatever medium. So it's a, uh, hopefully is exciting for still for some people with the, all the choices you have out there of podcasts and so on and so forth. So let's talk about electric. Oh, and we will have our, uh, we will review the Toyota Tundra, our road test of the week. So let's talk about electric cars. Let's talk about uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who uh, on the hood of an electric car earlier this week signed a, um, uh, an executive order that said that you will not be able to sell a, uh, a brand new internal combustion engine car in the state of California after 2035. That uh, you, you'll have to have alternative zero emission fuel vehicles. And why is this important? You know, it's easy to probably say, well, that's California. They're all nuts down there anyway. So why not just, you know, let them be, don't worry about it. But uh, from the first moment that an auto manufacturer uh, stuck a PCV valve in a valve cover to the first uh, air pump, AIR pump, that uh, was bolted onto a Chevy V8 on through the technical, uh, the, the unbelievable technical anti-pollution systems that we see today. Um, California 
has set the tone uh, because California was allowed, um, I, I believe it was a Supreme Court decision way back when that, that set the tone for it, uh, that was said, that was allowed to say, okay, you can set your own emission standards. You are big enough that you can say, this is what we need, this is what we want in California. This, in answer to the unbelievable smog in Los Angeles uh, that we saw, any of us who were around in the 60s, uh, remember all the jokes about the pollution and the smog in Los Angeles. Uh, there were days where it looked like Pittsburgh in Los Angeles. Now, you can see blue skies in Los Angeles and in Pittsburgh once again. Why? Because uh, the uh, Environmental Protection Agency and other uh, entities came up with uh, uh, plans to reduce emissions and stuck to them and were strict about them. Well, this is a natural progression. But automakers, because California is such a large market, in many cases, um, set their standards for what they were trying to achieve to meet the California standards. If you wanted to sell cars in California, you had to meet those standards. And so that's why California matters. That's why, because California sets the standard for the rest of the country, because they sell so many cars, because it is the capital of car culture. And if this were... 1995, and they were doing this, I would say we're in a mess of trouble. But if, if you've listened to this show, uh, or you read up on automotives or, your, or automotive stuff, or your friend down the block has a new Tesla sitting in the driveway, um, or a Bolt, or a electric Ionique, or any of the electric car offerings that are out there right now, uh, you know that this technology is quickly developing and quickly becoming um, the way cars are being propelled. Now, will there always be, I mean, uh, they're not saying surrender your gasoline engines. If you have a car in California, a gasoline-powered car in California, and it's over a certain amount of years old, you don't even have to get it smogged. You pay a fee and a tax, and you you, you go on your merry way, as much as you do in many places. But certainly, um, there are so many different choices and they're only getting better, the choices in electric cars. And so, while many are complaining about uh, Gavin Newsom's edict, by 2035, I think a lot of us who go out and buy cars are going to be buying electric cars. The range on these cars will be, by that time, uh, the battery improvements, which are being worked on like the space program by automakers. Uh, the battery improvements in these cars are phenomenal. Uh, the range on these cars uh, is already touching 500 miles and will probably double that as we progress uh, uh, through all the research that's uh, being done and all of these <clears throat> different uh, buildings uh, that are full of people trying to develop better batteries. We haven't even touched on the harnessing of solar power. I mean, there are highways being developed that actually will charge your car while you drive on it. They will harness the power of the sun and, um, and put it into your car, much as your cell phone right now picks up uh, the power when you lay it on that, uh, on that thing on your dresser, on that little pod. So the future for electric cars is exciting. 
I don't think that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California who signed this executive order, was doing anything really radical, except to hold the automakers feet to the fire. Now, there's also other zero emissions things, uh, uh, methods of driving a car, uh, hydrogen uh, fuel and other different things that are being developed and have been developed. Um, I believe that California has a hydrogen highway uh, where you can go up and down California getting hydrogen fuel and there's like four cars in the state that use it. I think there's the Toyota, uh, the Toyota Mirage or whatever that is. And then um, Honda, I believe, has, uh, has one as well. And so that, that future, that zero emissions future is coming. Uh, where you really see it developing is in pickup trucks. Uh, Tesla uh, is, of course, working on that spaceship-looking thing uh, that they showed off a few months ago. Uh, you also have uh, the Ford F-150 uh, that's going to be uh, have an electric version. The Chevy Silverado will have an electric version. And there are a number of Rivian and a few different um, different manufacturers that are working on trucks solely. I just saw a picture um, yesterday of uh, outside of Youngstown, Ohio, the old General Motors plant that was closed last year that produced the Chevrolet Cruze has been sold and is now uh, being tooled up produce, to, to produce electric pickup trucks. Not only that, but down the block from that plant, and Ohio down the block is, you know, further on, up the road, uh, General Motors is building a battery plant that should help that um, Mahoning Valley uh, prosper in the years to come. Uh, think about the coal miners in West Virginia who, as coal goes down and we start to get to a point where we don't need as much coal anymore as it's, ha as it's happening, uh, those coal miners moving up to Ohio, which is not that far of a drive, and working in these battery plants and, and still being energy-producing members of society, people who work in that energy industry, uh, but being able to go home at the end of the day without having to wash four times, producing clean energy. That's the, um, that's the, the, the benefit of all of this, is that as you move through it and you look at some of the, I mean, it's going to be an electric Mustang. It's already here. It's, they're already on the road. Uh, you can already put a deposit down on one. A little Mustang SUV that's all electric that'll probably have a range of 500 miles before long. Now, of course, there are, uh, you know, you're going to have to turn around and have to say to yourself, okay, how do we, what do we do? How do we charge these cars? How do we, well, every house or most houses Certainly, if you buy one of these cars, you'll buy a charger. Uh, the Volkswagen ID4 that was introduced earlier this week, and I think is one of the snappiest looking cars I've seen in a while. This this Volkswagen go online and uh, and look at it. And uh, as a matter of fact, we are retooling the Drive Time website as we speak, and we will be able to direct you there. Uh, at drivetime-radio.com uh, to be able to look at, uh, you know, and see film and pictures of all of these electric vehicles. And, um, the, 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 you know, the great thing about uh, these car chargers, these, these cars, is, is uh, with the Volkswagen ID4, you're going to get three free years of car charging. Now, how much better is it going to be for your bottom line if you don't have to pay for gasoline for three years, how much better is it going to be for your bottom line 
if you are in a situation where you, um, you know, you, you go home or you go to one of these charging stations, you charge it up while you're working, you come back down, boom. You're driving, a, let's say you're taking a long road trip to grandma's house. How far away does grandma live? 250 miles, okay. You get in the car, you drive there, you find a charging station, you quick charge this thing, and you drive home. It's going to be, uh, you know, listen, I wish I was 25 years younger and I would be around to see how this all would um, is going to work out because I think we're going to come up to a time when the gasoline in the internal combustion engine will be a thing of the past. And you talk about energy independence, you talk about wanting to thumb your nose at, um, at, at uh, you know, countries that produce oil and want to jack the price up on us and so on and so forth. Well, what better way to do it than to be able to just drive past the gas station? What better way to do it than to not have to uh, dip into our oil reserves that we'll need uh, to power our military vehicles? What better way to do it than to put people to work in an industry that is new and exciting and going to create jobs and to make people proud again that they work on this particular vehicle? Because not only are they working on a vehicle that... Um, will transport people, but they're working on vehicles uh, that will do less harm to the earth, that may have um, an effect on reversing uh, some of the environmental events that we are seeing. It may have an effect on global warming. The other way, the right way, the correct way, there's no, there's no doubt that the, uh, the, the gases that are being produced by engines um, are having an effect on our environment. It's science. Uh, so can that effect be reversed or at least mitigated, at least stopped, at least um, um, revert, you know, um, um, no, become no worse than it is? There's a lot of questions there, but I think the governors, and listen, I'm a combustion engine guy. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any sweeter sound than, you know, laying into your, I mean, we were kids. I was one of those guys. You had that, that Chevy V8 engine. You take the air filter cover and you turn it over and bolt it on. So when, when you'd hit the gas on that little uh, Chevy 3, 307 or 327, it would just get that sound to it and you would sound it would sound like a hot rod but you know what i also had a lot of fun racing slot cars too and they were all electric as a matter of fact i think sometimes the most fun i ever had racing and i've done a lot of different kinds of racing um i think that the most fun i've had was back uh in them times driving those slot cars and having fun with that uh, around going around the track. And, and in many ways, the electric cars, the motors uh, are, are larger slot cars. They don't have the slot. And obviously, uh, you know, you're driving your own car, but the idea is still the same. That electric motor delivers phenomenal power, torque uh, to the wheels moves that car um, at, a, at a great rate of speed. Uh, the, the possibilities are endless with these cars. And um, I, I think it's an exciting time. I, I would love to know what you think about it. I would love to have that conversation with you and, and see exactly what where you're at with this. And we, we're going to work on something to do that. 
uh, to, to have that conversation. Uh, one of the things we're going to do, and it's hard to believe I was looking at this yesterday. We're coming up on a year of doing this show. We're 11 months right now. Um, October will be our 12th month. And what a crazy 12 months it has been. But uh, the first week in November will be our year anniversary of doing the show here on KKNW. And um, we're planning on on doing some things uh, uh, for that year anniversary and in the future uh, that will enable you to participate much more in the show. I'm a talk radio guy. I love to talk to people. And we certainly want to get you involved in the conversation. So that's the electric car story. Um, a couple of, as I said, the Volkswagen uh, ID4 previewed this week. Uh, pictures of it up on uh, the Drive Time Radio Facebook page and website. Uh, I, I thought Volkswagen, it's, it's an attractive vehicle. Uh, as I said, it comes with three years of uh, charging at um, one of the uh, the companies that is swiftly uh, putting up infrastructure. And by the way, uh, I saw this. I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I saw this on um, Amazon uh, that they have the uh, you know the electric quick charger for your garage. You can buy it on Amazon. I'll come out and put it in. I don't know that you can uh, do better than that, can you? Have that charger in your garage hooked up, ready to go. Uh, apartment building owners will probably at some point be required to have charging stations um, quickly accessible. I know over here, uh, not too far from where I am, uh, there's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's some insurance company, health insurance company, and in their parking lot, they have several uh, charging machines uh, that while you go to work, you pull in, you hook up your car, boom. And, uh, you know, you come out an hour later or two hours later and it's cooked. It quick charges and it goes. They have it, uh, the PCC lots, of course, where else? And, um, you know, a lot of different places. So it will be interesting to see uh, electric sports cars, electric uh, uh, racing, electric hot rods. We're going to see it all. And that's the great thing about what we are seeing right now in the automotive industry. All right, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, we will come back. Mike Bush will join us from America's Car Museum. Get a chance to talk to him about what's going on down at the LeMay. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. This is 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends. Sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve. At some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all the best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. Enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun. And may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much.
the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. I'm back here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you on this uh, great Saturday morning. And one of the uh, uh, the great things for me about returning to the Northwest uh, from Pittsburgh, where I spent the last uh, 10 years, it was my thoughts that I was going to get to enjoy and really go through and spend time at the LeMay Museum, uh, up, you know, down here in Tacoma, uh, America's Car Museum, one of the, you know, if you, you hear so much about it, you look at it if you drive past it all the time. It's that great building right next to the Tacoma Dome, and you, you, you think, okay, one day I got to go, and then all of a sudden COVID hits, and everything closes down. Well, everything is starting to open up again, and one of the first things that will be open uh, with, of course, restrictions and precautions is uh, the LeMay Museum. You're going to open up next Friday, the 29th. I think a lot of people are excited about that, including my next guest who handles uh, public relations and uh, many things for the LeMay. Uh, Mike Bush is with us. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Glad to have glad to be here. Really uh, glad to have you on, man. How, how you been, man? How's uh, how you been holding up in this uh, this crazy time? <laughs> we're doing okay. Uh, I'll tell you, it's been pretty lonely down at the museum, though. We're we're glad to have the doors open and have some people in the doors. Now, the, the, when this whole thing was going on, did you take a moment to walk through the museum and talk to the cars, or walk through the collection and <laughs> just you know ask them how they were doing from time to time? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you, you, uh, get to be pretty fond of them, but it's, you know, it's, it's a big, huge, very dark place when there's not a lot of people there. So, uh, we've, we've been able to take, you know, a, a few people through here and there. Um, and you know, of course they love it, but it's, it's a lot more exciting when there's a crowd like there was yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, part of the, Part of the whole thing about going to uh, an auto museum, especially, you know, it, it's a different dynamic than many other museums because you're there with people that have that special interest, that love of cars. And invariably, you wind up, you know, turning around and talking to somebody or sharing a memory. Uh, I'm sure one of the most popular things you hear is, oh, yeah, my dad had one of those or my grandfather oh, sure. or my uncle. And they look at it and they... Um, uh, you know, it just evokes all of these. It's like going to the Cooper, you know, the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. You look at a, a plaque, you see a baseball player, and it brings back all of these different memories. This this thing right inside of you uh, that that is it, great. You share that with people in these places. Yeah, it, you know, one of the great things about the place is that uh, everybody has a connection to cars. You know, you don't it's you don't have like. Everybody's got a favorite memory. It might be a cross-country trip you took with your parents when you were a kid and you were crammed in the back of a station wagon or, you know, we had a woman come in uh, before the whole COVID thing hit and uh, she was looking for a particular car and we it turned out we had one and and uh, took her down to it and I asked her why it was so important to her and she said, I was born in the back seat of one and I'd never <laughs> seen one in person. I'm like, Okay. Uh, but we have all kinds of stories like that. Everybody's got a story, and and these cars, you know, we have hundreds of them, but everyone's got a special story, and and uh, and we're there to tell it. So you guys opened uh, yesterday, right? If I'm not mistaken, we did. And, and how did it go? How did the uh, how the first day of having the doors back open go? It was terrific. You know, uh, one of the great things is seeing the little kids that come in. And uh, uh, we got, we've handed out some posters to some little kids. Uh, Steve Celine, when he was in a few months ago, uh, left us a, a bunch of Celine posters. So we've been handing, it out, handing them out to the kids. And uh, it was just, it was great to have everybody back. And, you know, of course, we're, we've uh, made some changes uh, to accommodate the, uh, 
uh, state guidelines, but uh, everything, it, it couldn't have been a better day. Mike Bush from the LeMay Museum is with us here on Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. We're talking about uh, uh, the reopening of the museum. What's, uh, what's different about the museum now uh, under the COVID restrictions than you might have seen if you had gone, you know, last uh, January or something like that? Well, not a lot's different uh, that you would actually see. Of course, people are wearing masks, and actually, in the in the front lobby, we have a, a 58 Thunderbird that uh, we had a, a giant mask made for it uh, to go across its grill. So, nice little photo op for people. But uh, not you won't see a lot of things that are different. There's a lot of signage reminding people, as we say. Uh, uh, rather than social distancing, try to keep one Ferrari between you and the group in front of you. Uh, but like we're also, we, we upgraded our HVAC system. So uh, to, a, to a system where we're eliminating about 99% of all contaminants in the air. Uh, we've upped, we always ran a really clean ship. The place is spotless. But we've upped the janitorial game a little bit. We're, we've got janitors going around and sanitizing all the touch points, the elevator buttons and the railings and the doorknobs and things like that. And um, just other than that, it's uh, kind of the same same thing. It's, uh, it's just a very, very cool place to be. And, you know, if you're looking for a place to do something fun and you uh, want to be socially distant, boy, you couldn't pick a better place because we've got 165,000 square feet of exhibits on four floors. So... There's a, a lot of space to stretch out with your family. I, I was going to say the place is huge. So really, and and while I know people are starting to um, get out and, and get out and around, uh, you know, people still, you know, we're not at, still not at full bore. Uh, so, uh, you know, these places, these public places, uh, if they're safe and people feel comfortable, uh, at the very least, they're not that crowded right now. Exactly. And like I said, we've got a lot of space, so we're able to space people out a lot. Um, and, you know, we're, we're kind of a unique setup in that uh, there's only one way to go anyway. You're, you're going down a certain direction, so you're not running into folks, and uh, it's, it's perfect for this kind of situation. Plus, we've got some really neat stuff to look at. Uh, I was, uh, that was going to be my next question. Um, what's uh, what am I, what am I going to if I load the family up into the car? We head down there and 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 go in uh, after we see the masked Thunderbird. Uh, what's what are some of the cool things that you have there? Well, uh, maybe my favorite exhibit in the building right now is uh, the cars of Steve Celine, uh, the very famous car designer, race racer, and uh, just all around cool guy. Uh, we've got uh, about a dozen of uh, Mr. Celine's cars from his collection, and and they're something really special. We have the S7 and the S1, and uh, just very very cool cars and great stories behind him. His uh, his family came in and and um, told us some of the stories behind uh, his career and. And if you come in, our docents will, are, are really excited to tell that story to people. But really cool cars. And then if you walk down uh, a couple of floors, uh, we have a lineup of Ferraris and Ford GTs. That's really something to see. Uh, the, uh, I took a reporter around the other day, and uh, we stopped by the 67 Ferrari GTB4, and uh, he about lost his mind. So... Uh, some very, very, very cool cars. and uh, They're incredible in, cars. I've been lucky enough to have uh, driven uh, in, a, in, in the new Ford GT, not the old one, uh, but I've driven oh, a, yeah. uh, one around a track up in uh, upstate New York. And it's an experience like, uh, like no, and I'm a Corvette guy, uh, but it's an experience like no other. It's, I haven't had the privilege, but uh, people tell me it's just, it's so exciting. And, and our curator, um, She's a big fan, so it's it, the the Ferraris are something special. There's one that uh, I'm really looking to find the keys somewhere and take it down the Pacific Coast Highway for the weekend. 
I think the owner might have some issues with that, but uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know how they get. Well, just call Ferrari. They got a press car. I'm sure they'll put you in. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, what 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 hours are, is the museum open? And if if we want to go, if if we want to jump in the car, you can't just jump in the car and go down, right? You have to. This kind of a protocol you have to go through first. Nope, just uh, come on down. We've you know you can order your tickets online, or you can just come down. Uh, and we're asking people this weekend to bring in their uh, classic cars or exotic cars, and we're going to park them up on the plaza for kind of a, a impromptu car show uh, just wow. so people can kind of share their own cars and, and see uh, what everybody else has out there. I like that. I, I like that. Well, well, it, I've been meaning to, uh, to have you on the show and talk to you earlier. I don't know why it didn't happen, but things have been kind of crazy, but I'm glad that, uh, that you're on and we're talking about this, uh, about the LeMay and the great collection you have there, and uh, for people to, uh, you know, we're, we're home, Tacoma, and, and, and uh, the Puget Sound is home to one of the great car museums in the country. It's not Detroit. It's not in uh, Ohio. It's not in, um, uh, you, you know, many other places it, it could be. It's it's here in, in Tacoma, next to the Tacoma Dome. You can get in your car now, uh, drive down there, and, and see one of the great uh, car collections of all time this afternoon. That's, um, that's something that people get in their cars uh, or get on airplanes and fly hours uh, to, to go see and to go visit, and you have it right in your, uh, right in your backyard. So uh, please take advantage of that uh, and, and enjoy it because it's, uh, it's a rare thing. Mike, thanks so much for, uh, for jumping on with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Vinny. We really appreciate you. Uh, hey, hey, what, what, what days is the museum open? Is it, is it it's, it's oh. only certain days that you're open right now, right? Yeah. Initially, we're going to be open Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from 10 to 5. Okay. I want to make sure that people, so if you're, you're not doing nothing today, you want something to take the kids uh, down to do or all weekend, certainly go down and, uh, and check it out. Mike, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Vinny. All right, take care. It's Mike Bush from the LeMay Museum, uh, a great place. I can't wait. Uh, as I said, I have not been there. I'm, I'm a full disclosure. I have not been to the LeMay, so I want to get down there and uh, and go through that place. Uh, I've been, I've seen the collection out at Marymount, which is a different, uh, a different entity, different thing, uh, but the museum itself I have not been to. All right, let's get our uh, our cartoon of the week in. Uh, they Might Be Giants is the name of the band. Uh, they love, write about, and sing about electric cars. There you go. Uh, they Might Be Giants, one of my favorite um, bands out of uh, Brooklyn, and Electric Car. And, and they wrote that a few years ago, so... Uh, they were visionaries, I would say. But that is our cartoon of the week uh, brought to you in the hopes uh, that you will enjoy cars and music together like it should be. All right. The time now for our wonderful feature uh, that we do every week starring uh, the inimitable Nathan. People are talking about him all over town. Nathan. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Now, what am I driving this week? Uh, I am driving the 2020 Lexus 450H all-wheel drive F-Sport. And um, it is atomic silver with Nathan. You're going to love this. I'm, I'm Nathan, what color interior do you think that an atomic silver car should have? Red. Nathan, you're ready to take over the show. <laughs> you're ready. You're pre. You're prescient. You're a predictor. You're a psych. You're an automotive psychic. Uh, it does has a red and black interior, and I love it. Uh, it's just it's it's so classy looking. The car is 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 very very classy looking. Uh, it um it you know it's a hybrid. It has a sport mode, so you can click it in. You get a little power, but it um. You know, it, it low speeds, it operates on electric, gets you more gas mileage. It is, um, I think, uh, 
you know, in the, in the hybrid SUVs, I think this is uh, hybrid luxury SUVs. I think this is um, uh, close or near or should come in near the top of the list in the top uh, two or three. I would think uh, we'll spend a lot of time in it this weekend, a couple of long trips planned. Uh, but certainly it is a, um, a car that, uh, uh, that is um, very uh, stately. That's the word I was looking for, stately. It, it is a car that, is, um, that makes you, uh, when you get in it, you feel luxurious. You feel, you feel like you should be dressed up to get in this car. And I know that might go against a little bit, but um, it just, it makes you feel like you want to put on nice clothes, like you want to run down to the uh, to the big and tall store and, uh, and and buy a new pair of pants to sit in this car and a nice shirt. You don't want to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get in, but it's going to be like your mother. Remember when you came home from Little League and mom grabbed uh, the sheet and put it on the seat of the car because uh, you had all the dirt from sliding all over the place and playing with your friends and everything. Well, that's kind of what's going on with this car as well. So, you know, something to be aware of, but we'll have a full uh, report on that. Keep an eye on the Facebook page as I put pictures during the week of uh, places I'm going and things I'm doing in the Lexus. It's not a plug-in hybrid. It's just a regular, uh, you know, uh, you know, gasoline engine and, um, uh, electric uh, motored hybrid. It's all-wheel drive. It's, uh, as I said, luxurious and uh, comfortable and, uh, co- you know, spacious inside. Feels like uh, for a smaller SUV uh, that you have a little bit more room inside than you really think you do. It's a two-seater. And uh, as I said, I'll be excited to uh, report on uh, this car to you in our drive time Protest. I want to remind you um, of an event that uh, is happening tomorrow. We're doing a benefit for Mama Blue over in uh, in Shoreline on Richmond Beach Road at uh, the venue restaurant. We'll be watching the uh, Mike Brown and I will be over there uh, socially distancing, uh, uh, going with all the protocols. But we're going to have a raffle and and, and uh, auction up some sports memorabilia and uh, get together and watch the Seahawks and the Cowboys uh, tomorrow starting at, uh, at the kickoff. I think it's 1.30. We will, um, we will uh, get together at about 1 o'clock. Uh, it's on Richmond Beach Road in Shoreline. So if you're around, you want to come by and you, you uh, are, are willing to uh, comply with, you know, the uh, COVID-19 requirements of wearing a mask. This is not a political thing, and we don't want to turn it into a political thing. You wear a mask or you can't come in. It's that simple. Um, uh, but uh, we uh, will have a raffle, and in that raffle, uh, that, that money will go toward uh, Mama Blue, the fans helping fans that are uh, trying to help her. If you haven't heard, she has uh, uh, come down with a case of pancreatic cancer. And we are trying to do what we can do to uh, help Mama Blue out financially. Uh, she has uh, spurred all Seahawk fans on for many years. Uh, Mama Blue has, and she has been literally our mama. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, I remember um, going down to, uh, you know, to the Senate uh, with uh, G. Cole Wells, Senator, uh, who was a senator at the time, now a King County Councilwoman. And and testifying right next to Mama Blue about why the Seahawks needed to stay here. Remember the Seahawks, for those of you who might not know, we're going to leave here at one time. They were in moving vans and going to L.A. And um, and Mark Collins and, and other people save our Seahawks uh, got in front of those moving trucks, wouldn't let them leave. The National Football League ordered the Seahawks to stay here, which was rare at the time. And uh, we got this stadium built when Paul Allen bought the team and the state came up with the money. So um, if you can come by, please do. If you can't, um, you can also uh, contact me if you want to contribute to the Fans Helping Fans Fund, uh, specifically for Mama Blue. 
It's a great charity that Mark Collins has uh, come up with uh, to help Seahawks fans in need. And right now, uh, Mama Blue needs you. And we're there to help. So please, again, uh, the place, uh, it's a restaurant and a bowling alley. Plenty of space. Uh, the uh, game will be on uh, a, a, a myriad of televisions. Uh, there'll be prizes. There'll be a raffle. Uh, there'll be fun food specials and uh, so much more. So again, uh, if you're looking for a place to watch the game tomorrow, that's the place you want to go to uh, to hang out with us. It's very important that we uh, do what we can to help out and reach this goal of uh, helping out Mama Blue. It's just one of those things uh, that needs to be done. Uh, also, I just want to mention if um, – and we are going to do our road test next week. We'll forego the road test this week. Uh, and next week we will do the uh, Toyota Tundra and give me the full poop on that one. Um, one of the other things I want to mention is if you get an opportunity to go to the uh, Cairo News, uh, not the radio station, but the television station, the Cairo News uh, website at CairoTV.com. Uh, Deborah Horn, uh, one of their best reporters, and somebody who is, uh, you know, bounces from topic to topic. Uh, she could cover Street Riot one minute, and, you know, she's down at the animal shelter the next. Uh, did a story on street racers earlier in the week. And uh, a fascinating story about the street racing scene in our, um, in our area. Uh, it's been going on for years down in Kent in the industrial area down there. Um, I've been down there a few times and uh, seen the uh, crowds to gather. And um, she reports on it. And it has increased in COVID times. Uh, first, when it first started, uh, there was a big increase because there weren't, you know, the cops weren't out there. They weren't pulling a lot of people over. That's when you saw the thing about, you know, the guy doing 190 miles an hour in the Corvette on route two and all of uh, the other speed, you know, you, you would look around and there'd be no cars on the road. So you'd be doing, uh, you know, 80 miles an hour in the left lane. And, you know, some, some nitwit would go blowing past you. Like you were standing still doing 130. I remember we had one of the uh, troopers on talking about the increase in speed. Well, Deborah Horn is, is gone down and she's talked to the street racers and uh, got uh, a look at that culture and um, uh, presented it well in that story. So if you get a chance to go to their website and check that out, uh, that's uh, definitely something that we're going to look at in the, uh, in the future too. But it gives you a good idea about what's going on down there um, at night as, as, you, uh, as you sleep. So that'll put it in the books for us. Thank you to uh, everybody for listening and to uh, Nathan for making things run so smoothly. And I will see you next week uh, right here at 8 o'clock in the morning on Drive Time Radio if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.